There was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Braves are in their beds, but the Warriors... And the council and the sachem are definitely not. The sun has long gone down over the bunks. And the full moon has risen over Camp Cobbacy for Boys and Lake Cobbacy County. Behind me, as we do this podcast, you will hear Danger Dave's voice. Because you are getting a podcast from the middle of a hatchet hunt. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a Maine summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. Just in case you were wondering, today was a different weather entirely. It was pretty outstanding because it was so cool, and it was probably 65, maybe 70 degrees today, perfect for sports. And the air was crisp and clean from the rain the night before. It was an awesome, awesome day for Color War. Two minutes remaining. And just in case you're wondering what's happening, we have boys sprinting through the dark camp, and they are running. Probably the best way I can describe it, families, is if any of you have seen E.T., and there's those famous, indelible images of the boys running with their flashlights through the night, through the suburban town as they're carting E.T. this way and that. That's what it looks like out here. Excited, cobsy boys running through the woods, gorgeous moon above, dark trees all around, shouting excitedly to each other as they execute round four of the hatchet hunt for Color War 2017. Today was day three of Color War, and it was a big one. started off with almost... A 90-point lead for Gray, and at the end of the day... One minute remaining. The situation was much different. Started off with a 7.45 Reveille, silent breakfast, inspection, and then another round, round four. Group twos had Gaga. Group threes had tennis. Group four had archery, climbing, and squash. Group five had handball. Group six had baseball. And group seven had round the bases. Staff Awesome Ball followed that, followed by a salad lunch. 30 seconds remaining. <laughs> a hoodat, a bob, a spelling bee, and then groups two and three had to be in their bunks for rest hour. <clears throat> Following rest hour was a, a whole nother round. Gr- round five, group two had soccer, group three had modified volleyball. Ten, Hold nine, on. Eight, seven, six, five. Four, three, two, one, toast. <laughs> toast means that the boys have to be back from their runs out into the night to find the hatchet. If they're not back by three minutes, then they are toast and they have cost their team one more runner for the next round. It's a big deal to be back. And toast has evolved into 
the most final of proclamations here at Camp Cobbesy for boys. If you are toast, well, you are toast. After round five, the theme for improvised skits was distributed and the boys began to practice. At four o'clock, we had group seven baseball. And then at 5.15, the improvised skits were performed. Blue dominated nine to one over gray skit. The skit involved a whole bunch of boys pretending to be staff members as they road tripped across the United States to get to Colton Reichel's wedding to Miss Idaho. And they picked up some hitchhikers along the way, including me on my way to Pullman, played by none other than Jackson Berger, long hair flowing. A wonderful dinner. Tonight's dinner was saffron rice, peppers, and sausages. It was awesome. After dinner, the eyes have it. Another, see if you can match the differences between the different pictures. And then a truly excellent round of staff, sudden death cathlon, rock, paper, scissors, best out of seven. And the score ended up being four to three in favor of blue with Cole Council, one of the Sachem staff members, besting Connor Taylor Brown, one of the Braves counselors. And then perhaps one of the best rounds of the entire color war so far. Round six, group two round the bases, basketball, keep away, tennis, soccer, football, and handball. Blue has been down for three days. They've been behind, but they have not been bowed. Davian Burrell's Blue Vipers have not been rattled. And it all came to fruition during round six tonight. And they battled back, winning most of the round. They almost swept the round. So the score going into the hatchet hunt, although I cannot give you an official one, had to have been close, if not a lead change. That's how dominant the Vipers were in round six. And right now, as I speak, as we record this amazing podcast under the beautiful full moon above Lake Kabasikanti, the future of the lead is being decided in the dark by the warriors and the council and the sachem. This is how a hatchet hunt works. Griff delivers the rules. The rules are pretty simple. Three runners go out. They have three minutes. They go search, and they search based on these clues that are written by Griff, Lloyd, me, Katie, visiting judges, Michael Heald, and they are very difficult, especially in the first three or four rounds. Almost inscrutable, but the boys go out and run anyways. Everyone has to search from the teams. Everyone gets a chance to run through the dark with their flashlight and the hopes of the team on their shoulders. First round, second round, third round, and fourth round have all gone out at this point. And as we record this, the fifth round is about to start. During tribal games, ladies and gentlemen, the clues were so hard that no one found the hatchet. This time, the red team officials are resolved for that not to happen, obviously. So everyone is hoping that this will be a successful result in this hatchet hunt. Hatchet Hunt is just one of the many things that can only happen at Camp Cobbesy for boys. It is a tradition born of Griff's 51 years in camp. He picked it up when he was a journeyman counselor at Camp Lennox 
in Massachusetts and then evolved it and evolved it and evolved it. The clues draw from the world of sports, politics, the legends and myths of Kabatsi itself, and they read like hieroglyphics. Sometimes there's patterns in the words, sometimes there's crosswords, sometimes there's pictures, sometimes there's images that are just from camp. There are clues within clues, some of them so obtuse it would make you insane, and some of them so obvious that they seem obtuse. Right now, what's about to happen, I can hear Griff, his particular voice echoing amongst the eastern pines down below us on the hill. We're on my porch, and below us you can see the flashlights rear up as boys are getting ready, and soon you'll hear Danger Dave's voice over the mic as he announces round five sprinting out into the night. Most boys, when you ask them about the most memorable things at Camp Cobbacy, they mention Hatchet Hunt. There's a big campfire down in the campfire bowl. There's the soft light of the fire flickering off the pines. Tonight there's moonlight. There's only two or three clouds in the sky. A gorgeous 60 degrees, 58 degree night. And here they come. I'm going to describe to you what I see as they come. Here are the flashlights coming up the hill. The search has begun and they are sprinting. They're coming up through the Warriors. Bright LED flashlights coming. It looks like a whole bunch of cops are chasing us down. They're sprinting so their flashlights are waggling as they go. They're crossing the tennis courts now, splitting as they go around the clay courts because nobody ever goes over the clay courts ever. And the first and fastest are coming to my porch right now, panting hard running hard. They're coming underneath my porch right now. You can hear them breathing, perhaps. What's up, boys? There they go, running by, headed specifically to one place. They had, I don't know if you could hear it, but they had just enough breath to say, what's up, Josh, as they went by the porch. Now there's a whole, another handful sprinting by the baseball diamond. The rules are simple. The hatchet can be anywhere in camp, and it's dark. It's a small hatchet. It's probably only about six inches tall, made of wood. It cannot be higher than six feet, and it cannot Three be buried. Minutes remaining. And it cannot be buried. So there are now flashlights everywhere streaming out all around camp looking for this hatchet. It is the fifth round. It's probably the part of the hatchet hunt where the clues get a little easier. The judges want that hatchet to come back eventually. There needs to be a victor. And so, families of Kabasi. I will not tell you that everyone's going to sleep super restfully tonight because they're probably going to be obsessed with whether this was a successful hatchet hunt or not and wondering whether they could have interpreted some clue better than the team that won. And they will be going back and agonizing over those clues. But for now, this will be our informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for Boys. Two minutes remain. <laughs> Your boys will eventually go to sleep with steady counselors watching over them. They will eventually nod off to sleep surrounded by their friends. And loons, of course, are always sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. And we're going to just let the sounds of Hatchet Hunt take you out. One minute remaining. Thirty seconds remaining. 
10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, toast. When the shadows deepen on the hillside, and silence reigns on lake and shore, gather me to sing to Colosseum. As we go to our bunks once more, then have a seat, dear have The wishes from us be yours always, and faithful, true, will be to you until we meet again. I can't go. Then I can't go.